On today's episode of Talkin' Tom, we put a down payment on The Money Pit, starring our forever Valentine, Tom Hanks. The Money Pit was released in 1986 and directed by Richard Benjamin. Marks the very first collaboration between Tom Hanks and Steven Spielberg. So, grab your hammer, your violin, and a bucket for hot water, because we've got a real fixer-upper on our hands. <laughs> My mom always said, life was like a box of chocolates. I know. In podcast world. You guys can't get rid of us. Uh, We're back for another episode of Talkin' Tom, the Pod Hanks Tomcast, where we watch Tom Hanks movies and talk about them. It's good. It's a Saturday tradition. Mm -hmm. Well, every other Saturday. So if you're new... Why? I I don't know. You just edit things and you hear yourself talk Uh and it really gets to you. I love the sound of my voice. (laughs) (laughs) I I always think... I I sound insincere somehow. Oh. So, Saturday morning, 9 a.m. This is another early yeah, one for us. Up and Adam. I kind of I don't mind it. No, it's not bad. It leaves the whole day open after. I know. What are you doing after this? I'm playing D&D. Cool. Pretty sweet. I'm going to a vegan meetup in Echo Park. They're pretty cool. Is it actually at the... Nope. Silver Lake has the lake. <laughs> it's oh, at boy. the Echo. Yeah. Is it really at the Echo? No, no, no. It's, it's in Echo Park at the... Um, at the park. Uh, yeah. That's the word I meant. So. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be cool. Are you going to make something for it? Uh, I was supposed to, but... I just wanted to call you out on that. Thanks, live. Daniel. You sound so insincere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we watched the movie The Money Pit today. The Money Pit. Which I had never seen. I think I'd seen it on TV when I was younger. Okay. I don't really remember it, so... Okay. So if you had to guess, I can't really play. But you if can't you had play. to guess from the cover... I mean, I yeah, I knew exactly what it was. I f- this movie's about Tom Hanks and Shelley Duvall. No, Shelley Long. I thought it was Shelley Duvall. Shit. Tom Hanks. <laughs> but what was her name? <laughs> Shelley Long. So the movie's about Tom Hanks and mm-hmm. Shelley Long, mm-hmm. whose names are Anna. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, one more time. <laughs> Howard. Howard. So this movie's about Tom Hanks and Shelley Long, whose names are Anna. And Walter, um, they're a couple. They've been dating for a little while, but they're living in Anna's ex-husband's apartment while he tours. He's like a classical composer. And he's coming back, and they've got to get out of the house, but they're broke. So they kind of get thrown into this scheme to buy a a really nice house on the cheap, and of course something's got to be wrong with it, and everything is wrong with it. And how are they going to make it through? Yeah. That's Money Pit. Yeah, it's basically a cautionary tale in some respects. Yeah. They keep talking about how they have no money, but then yeah, they seem to just have money. I know they make comments about, well, he, you know, he doesn't have the money to pay you back, but then yeah, as well. There's this, this kind of like undercurrent of 
of Walter, Tom's character. His father's a con man. Yeah, he seems like just a shady dude. Yeah, he owes people a lot of money. And Walter has spent his entire life kind of making up for his father's mistakes. Yeah. So this is kind of the nice... This is where we start to move into, like, Tom Hanks is a good guy. Like, a genuinely good guy. He's trying to right the wrongs of his father, which he has really no need to. Like, it's not on him, but he chooses to. And everyone seems to know he's doing that. And they consider him a good guy for it. Yeah, that's... Yeah, nobody... They understand that he's doing something he doesn't, pardon me, that he doesn't need to be doing, and they're thankful. Yeah. It's a nice change. He's a nice guy. Yeah. He's also, his character is very um, traditional and old-fashioned in the sense that he wants the American dream. He wants that, he wants that nice house, 2.4 kids is what he says. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, He wants to be married, but his wife... Or, whoops, <laughs> his partner, uh, Anna, doesn't. She's been burned in the past. She's got an ex-husband who she felt, I don't know, like just kind of soured her. Yeah, he was sort of an egomaniac obsessed mm-hmm. with himself. And I think it sort of soured her on the idea of... Commitment. Uh, yeah, I think she talks about it as like, why do we have to sign the paperwork? Yeah. So they've already got a difference of like a very core value. Yes, but it seems like the rest of their stuff is sort of aligned. Their mm-hmm. arguments in the movie never come from what they want. It's they want to build a home together. Mm-hmm. So they buy this house. Mm-hmm. Seems Which like a dream come true. Relentless. Yeah, it almost becomes relentless in that bad stuff keeps happening to them and no good stuff ever happens. So there's no balance. Yeah. You're just sort of like, they don't necessarily deserve this and it's sort of frustrating as a viewer to watch because you're losing hope rapidly in whatever their predicament is going to end up being. Yeah, and it doesn't seem like they're... I get they're throwing money at the problem, whatever. Walter tries his best to be a handyman, and he tries to fix things himself, but it's like, it's so unrewarding to watch him. He's, they do the, the thing that sets it up, the montage, where they're kind of discovering the house that yeah. it's not it's all cracked up to be. It's not all it's cracked up to be. They He spends a couple hours, presumably, like fixing a... A door that is stuck, the front door. And so he does that and he finally gets a win. It's really funny at first, but I think I expected it to be kind of more of a montage and then they have to get into like the nitty gritty of like uh-huh. what this relationship drama is going to be. And instead it just keeps happening for the next 45 minutes and it starts to kind of wear thin. I'm like, I know everything you're going to do is going to turn badly. Yeah. Some of it is like very extended, oh like a bit God. in the kitchen where the electricity or the electrical outlet catches fire and sort of moves to the wires of the wall, but it's it's like several minutes Too of this long. joke. Too long. And the kitchen is supposed to be the one safe place. Yes. And don't even... Anna's like, one safe place. Anna starts cooking a turkey at like fucking 1 p.m. A Thanksgiving-sized <laughs> turkey. For two people. No wonder they're both broke. Yeah. Not very good decisions. No. And she's... Ugh. Okay. Okay, let's talk about their relationship. Okay. They've got some problems. They do. The first being her previous marriage to a, a gentleman named Max. It like, clearly establishes why that didn't work. And there's never moments where you suspect... Like, the movie sets it up as typical romantic comedies, that she might go back to him. Mm-hmm. But in her character arc, like, there is not a... In her character arc, there are not moments of, oh, maybe she still has feelings for him. It is a pretty clear line of, that bridge is burnt. Yeah, because 
the the biggest thing we learn about her, especially in the beginning, is that she had such a miserable time in that relationship that it completely ruined the idea and concept. It sort of resets her sights on what she wants for herself, okay. which I think is part of like what she doesn't want marriage. Like she has stuff to work out for herself, type of thing that I think is kind of cool and kind of empowering. Yeah, she doesn't um, want to rely on anybody. Yeah, that seems to be the big thing. Is she can do things on her own, and I think that's kind of a cool concept for an '80s movie. Is mm-hmm. there is a they each are doing their own thing, and they talk about how they're each going to put in 50% of the money into the the house, and so there's sort of this very even playing field for the two of them that I thought was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I do feel like she gets punished for that. Yeah. <laughs> there's a fight over. we'll get to later that I really quite, that makes, we'll, yeah. we'll come back around. We got some thoughts. Yeah. What, do you, um, what, what did you, um, I guess we should talk about Tom Hanks' character. We have to. Yeah. I think so far one of the most likable, yeah, very at least likable. at his like, the things that make him him. Yeah, his frustrations as he the movie goes on, I think, are sometimes warranted. Like you understand because you're also being punished yeah. in the watching. But he doesn't do, I don't know. Even in the the big you know the big fight moment, you're sort of you're like yeah I understand. Yeah, like some of the comments are, are a little he's being a peckerhead, but <laughs> I don't know in the heat of the moment. That seems realistic to me. It doesn't make it right, but it seems realistic. I agree. I think um, it's hard to find what his... He's having to learn how to adjust his behavior accordingly. There's no more moments that make you turn against him, which I thought was interesting. Like, he's just kind of a good... There are some very 80s moments, like when the carpenter comes in and he makes a pass at Anna. And there's like a Ray weird... Romano. Yeah, he comes in and makes a pass at Anna, um, which obviously upsets Anna and upsets... Walter. Walter remembers he's like sort of this esteemed contractor and it's really hard to get contractors to do this sort of work and so he won't let him leave and it's kind of a strange scene. Like, you could have cut that and nothing would have changed. Right. It's a little Ex- weird. I, 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 that, that scene, that joke did just didn't age well. Yeah, that's the kind of thing that just kind of puts you in the place of like, okay, yeah, this movie wasn't made in the yeah. last... like. I even honestly dare to say that the entire culture of movies regarding... Uh, female relationships and like female agency has changed within the last like two years because I even was watching (laughs) I'm about to really embarrass myself but I've been really into Big Brother lately (laughs) and I've watched an entire season of Big Brother Mm -hmm. Uh, that's 30 episodes that's an hour a piece Uh, 45 yeah type 45 so I did that within three days and then 15 minutes of prayer after yeah just like strict contemplation Um, but in the, in the new season now that I'm watching season, um, 16 with Frankie Grande, if I have any fans out there, uh, there's this one, this one, uh, woman in the house who is not attracted to this one, this one guy named Caleb. He's like in love with her. All he wants to do is take her out on a date and she's like, I'm not into it. And they kind of play it as like, and they don't, the edit doesn't turn out this way, but it, it seems like this guy is so mad and all he wants to do is take this woman out on a date and she's like, I'm not interested. And then she kind of falls. And I will just... Dive in. Yeah, I won't come up for air until I've watched the entire series. <laughs> um. Anyway, so modern in its viewpoint. Yeah, and I think the scene may even be sort of the first kind of strike against Tom Hanks. Yeah. Where... He's making a decision, of very, and I think that it doesn't shift maybe in a way I would have really liked, but it does add a little animosity yeah. uh, for a minute, and then maybe just fades away, because then she's like, okay, I'll go make this turkey. It's, yeah. 
Yeah. And also for somebody who um, seems to be so reliant on doing things herself and like not relying on anybody to do anything for her, she sure makes him get water for her bath a lot. And that seems to be a very big cause of strife. Yeah. For the two of them. It's difficult. She can't get her own bath water. You got to get it from the peeing fountain. So yeah. She can't be sanitary. <sighs> anyway. Yeah, that all comes to fruition, I think, in their mm-hmm. fight at the end, which I want to save because that's the juicy moment. Okay. But, so uh, what do you want to talk about now? Um, I've got stunt work on my list. Stunt? Do, like, do you think Tom did his own stunts? I... I'm going to doubt it because of yeah. the way they shot it. They shoot this movie really wide. You mentioned during it that the audio was sometimes kind of weird. Uh-huh. And I think they just shoot so many of these scenes wide and they didn't mic things. So there's weird fluctuations of audio. That yeah. That was kind of interesting. Yeah. Also something that I asked you about during the movie. Um, it, was it originally shot to be for a three? Or, and then you taught me about movies. <laughs> Yeah, there's a, a lot of these comedies, if you grew up with them on TV, like we had we had these square TVs growing up, mm-hmm. and some movies were cut down to match that. That's why they have that thing that says this movie's been edited yeah. from its original format. And then DVDs started coming out, and they would have the widescreen offerings, and now the TVs are shaped like a movie theater screen, they can yeah. be back to their original format. But it didn't, it didn't seem like a lot of the stuff on the edges of the screen was necessarily important. I think TV was huge already in the 80s, um, and home video had come to fruition with like VHS, so I think some movies were shot with the antici- anticipation this was going to be cut into a square, uh-huh. and so it became very easy to cut it into a square because of how they would frame stuff. Yeah. Which is always, uh, I think, really interesting. Yeah, probably changes... I mean, you, you do film, like you shoot movies and stuff probably yeah. changes the way you look at how yeah. you're gonna do it yeah it's it's a uh, the way you frame it in the aspect ratio to me is a a distinct choice in how your movie's going to look and present itself because different aspect ratios show different pieces of the frame and so you sort of pick to accommodate your story uh-huh. um, but a lot of one thing I always think with 80s comedies is they, they're very flat and dull in terms of style. They have a specific color palette and it's not about any type of fancy movement or specific style. It's just built to capture the performance and the space. Um, and I think modern comedies, or at least the comedies I like, use more vis- use the visuals in the camera to tell jokes on top of the jokes that are being told by the characters. Okay. Because there are things happening in the background or something? Yeah, they're sort of, they sort of weren't... Rewatch is because they do so much. Besides just the funny things being said, there's so much happening mm. that is also funny. Sort of the visual, the visual gags that this one had it in the stunts, like you mentioned, but um, not really a frame. Was you didn't have to look around the frame to find other things that were funny. more jokes sort of or was, more. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Kind of limits the rewatchability. Yeah. A little bit. Okay. Well, another thing I noticed about this movie was the pacing. They really took their sweet time with some of these gags. It felt, it was only 90 minutes, but it felt, uh, it felt a little long. Oh my God. I think that's because of like what you were saying. They spend so much time showing how miserable they are. Uh-huh. If they could have cut that in half or done a big montage and then spent the rest of the movie about sort of their relationship kind of falling apart as the house does and then bringing it back would have been maybe a smarter play. But I guess so many of the jokes come in as the goofs happening in the, in the house. Yeah. It, it just gets grading after a while because it's like how much but that's the point any script any good script will have conflict 
mm-hmm. and then resolution and then conflict and resolution. That's like the fucking point. But the conflict was just the same thing over and over. Yeah, this, the house is a bust. We. Can- yeah. <laughs> it was like a joke that every time a taxi drops them off, they say Are you testing missiles here. <laughs> Which just they kept. They must have said it three or four times. Uh-huh. Yeah, like, we yeah. definitely got more than yeah. three. Yeah, because I was counting and I was like, mm, okay. <laughs> um, I think my uh, my real life apartment might be a money pit. Yeah. Yeah. Yesterday I was I was brushing my teeth, and I turned on the water to rinse my toothbrush off, and it just the handle just crumbled in my hands. I didn't apply any excessive force. And it just, now I just have to wash my face using the bathtub because I can't get the hot water in my bathtub sink. The apartment issues we have are mostly related to the same things over and over because rather than replace them, they just do a temporary fix. Mm -hmm. And so it's just a matter of time before it falls back in Mm -hmm. to the same issue. Yeah. If they would show me how to fix it, then I could just do it rather than waiting. But it's always like, oh, just text my landlord. This is broken again. I always put again. Yeah. But... Yet here we are. My heater has been broken for the entire month of January. It may have needed it. Yeah. I got a, a nippy 55 sometimes. I've been freezing. I run yeah. cold, yeah. but like... Just get yeah. chilly. Yeah, it's been a... It's been a... I mean, thank God it's no money. It's no real money pit. Yeah. In it's of, still a nuisance. It is, especially... You're frustrated with the continuing conflict that just keeps happening. You're like, I, I get it, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always scared my shower is gonna fall through the floor. I do. Our, the weirdest thing that happens in our bathroom is we have a separate nozzle for hot and cold water. Oh yeah. And there is this delicate balance of where the hot water is perfectly mm-hmm. acceptable, or it's scorching hot or freezing cold, and you have to really figure that out. But in the mornings, when a lot of people are, I guess, are using the water, it will fluctuate on you, and so you just get kind of a little carnival of. You get a little carnival ride of, is it going to be good or bad as oh, I'm washing my hair? Yeah, ride the wave. Yeah. Ugh. And every time they fix it, it changes. Because that's one of the issues is our hot water knob. You need a new hot water tank or something. I don't know. Yeah. Let me get it. Hold on. <laughs> Find my landlord. <laughs> um, okay. Do you want to talk about it? Let's talk the fight. Yeah. It was inevitable. Make it or break it. Yeah. It was we, brewing. Yeah. They spent a, lo- a big portion of their relationship trying their best to stay positive, rely on each other. But after, I think we see them at four months, the house yeah. still isn't fixed. They're still like every morning when Anna goes to get her floss out of her medicine cabinet, she opens it up and there's just like air behind. Like there's the walls... The house is in disrepair. But there's a nice gentleman who will hand her her medicine and comment <laughs> on her birth control. I know. The <laughs> men are, like, really pervy in this yeah. movie. And I, uh, I got more to talk about, but, well, let's get to the fight. <laughs> um, so that whole day is, like, off to a really bad start for them. Yes. She really wants hot water. Walter tries his best to bring her the hot water, but things keep getting in his way. It's just a little context. And to put it a little further back in context, the night before was a... Anna plays for... Plays in the orchestra of her ex-husband, who Uh is the conductor. And the night before, she plays a show for him and ends up staying overnight at his place. 
Well, no, this this hap- this happened. At, remember? Is this, oh, did she do that that night? Because she did. She never oh. gets hot water. At least that's how I saw it. She never got the hot water she wanted. Oh, then she goes. So then she got went to work. I see. And Max and kind she of tempts her. her. Okay, I'm gonna start that. You you explain that, and you can just continue. Uh, so the basically her whole day is off to an awful start because she can't get the hot water she wants for her shower. That Walter is trying his best to get to her, but he keeps doing things like falling down the giant hole in their living room or climbing I don't somehow he gets to the roof. I didn't I didn't follow that, but then he's covered in paint. It's like thrown out of a window and then they rise they take him to the top. Yeah. Somehow. And instead of just staying still and just like giving himself a minute, he just keeps moving and he just keeps falling and <laughs> it's like it's I yeah. I liked that part. I wish there would have been less things before it to lead to that. Yeah. It's almost like a Charlie Chaplin like screwball moment. It's yeah. kind of fun. Yeah. And they it's... cleverly cover his face so that you can don't know it's not Tom. <laughs> Very clever. Um, so, and then also she's kind of the reason that he keeps getting hurt because she's trying to unplug a bunch of cords. Yeah. And it keeps doing things like turning off the big saw blade, and then, and then it's like a Rube Goldberg machine. Uh huh. Or kind of like, um, shoot, what's that? Move that play called, ooh, like not knock on or, not knock off. Where think people just keep going through doors and new things keep happening and like, everywhere you turn like a new thing has a consequence and it react you react anyway. Sounds like the Matrix Reloaded. Oh, maybe that's what I'm thinking. Of. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so she goes into work with this horrible mindset. She never got her shower. And then after a very successful rehearsal or performance, Max invites her back to his place with the promise of a hot shower. And dinner. And, and yeah. Yeah. Wine at finest wine and dining. She fell right into his trap. And he's been kind of professing his love for her this entire movie, too. Yes. He wants her back. Mm-hmm. But she's been very adamant that she doesn't want to be with him. She wants to be with Walter. Yes. But... Wake up the next morning, and who's there? Where is she? She's in bed with him. She's apparently got so drunk that she has no idea what she's done. She's like a 35-year-old woman. Yeah. No, 30. I don't know. That sounded very judgmental. (laughs) I just, I do feel like it's a little inappropriate to get so black. Whatever. Sorry. Talk about where she quits remembering the night, and it's like right after dinner. Yeah. Did he... Uh, maybe there because is some it, seemed, play. it seemed that was, I kept thinking that I was like this is a little this is a little this is very spooky yeah very creepy <laughs> spooky and so she comes home and she's like I'm not gonna tell I'm not gonna tell yeah what's his name you I, keep thinking it's Howard yeah I don't know why Howard um Walter Walter mm-hmm. she comes home and she's like I'm not and she discusses with Max she's like I'm not gonna tell him I I love him I want to stay with him and if I do this we'll fall apart because she thinks she slept with Max yes that's like it's never really said but it is kind of said implied and she can't remember yes so she goes home and they just go about their day but she's being a little weird and they go to bed together that night and then middle of the night she wakes him up and she finally confesses that she's got to tell him and throughout the movie that he's been planning these he's had this doubt he's like are you still in love with Max are you going to sleep with him? And she's yeah. insulted. No, I would never. Mm. So he's already got his... Je- he's jealous. He admits yeah. that. He says, I'm a jealous guy. And then he, she reveals all. 
and things go ballistic. Yeah. Well, they start. They, there's a mini fight in the night, and then it's the next morning. In front of everyone. Yeah. Just a clever clever staging because it really makes it awkward. Yeah. But it's also appropriate because the sort of fight that they're having is the type of fight that you just, I think, would lose control of the idea of where you are. It is just a fight that needs to go down, and it's going to blow up right where it happens. Yeah. Without revealing too much about yourself, have you ever gotten into that kind of fight? No. Where but you've like lost control of yourself? No. <laughs> I have. I totally have. Yeah. Yeah, I regret it. I've seen those fights. Yeah. Because I've been, I've been the bystander in those fights watching it. It doesn't feel but the sort of. I can't imagine. Yeah, it's it's weird to watch, but I also afterwards you sort of realize that it's just like something that has been so locked away that that explosion was was incoming. Yeah. You I just d- happened to be a. Mm-hmm. I see a therapist now, so yeah. I'm much more in control of my own. Therapy should be a requirement for everyone. It is a godsend. Yeah. You just learn to communicate a lot better. Anyway. If they had they had therapy, this probably, that fight wouldn't have happened. Yeah, too bad they were spending all their money on bullshit. Everything. Like, anyway. So, that, okay, this was the one part, and I think we're both thinking of the same moment, where I kind of lost favor with Tom. Yeah. When he called her his... Calls her a whore mm-hmm. right off the bat, so you're like... Yeah. Though, in worldview, that was a much more common term uh-huh. back then. Still doesn't sit well, but that is how you start the fight, so yeah. that is an immediate assault on character. Yeah. Yeah. She calls him a bastard, mm-hmm. which doesn't feel as as bad. That's where it gets weird, because the fight sort of is Tom Hanks is freaking out at her, justifiably. Not correct in how he's handling it but he's obviously upset by this reveal uh and because she'd lied to him she said nothing had happened already before and he reveals he says i can take anything but lies yeah which to our knowledge is very accurate yeah this man has been dealing with a lot of stuff when his dad is infamously this massive liar con artist so it's all built into his character yeah but then there's this turn where anna and I think that happens in fights is you're going to, if someone is screaming at you, you're going to fight back. Uh-huh. So she starts to come after him and sort of the things he's not doing for her and uh-huh. for himself and sort of this house in general. And that fight starts the night before and then the next morning picks back up in front of everyone. Yeah. But I think the movie thinks you'll be on both of their sides, no. that you'll understand. But the thing she's blaming him for, she gets mad at him for being mad at her for it. Yeah. And I don't think... It's really weird because I think the movie stages it as if like you're going to feel bad for her. Yeah. But you don't. You're like... Circumstantially, the way you ended up there was probably not your fault. And that is like a questionable thing we're still trying to dive into. Uh-huh. But you can't be mad at him for being mad. Like, he's every reason to be mad. You've just like stolen the one thing he needs, which is trust. Yeah. Like, not only was there a lie before, but you also broke the trust of like the commitment of the relationship. And something that he had been fearing for so long. Yeah. Yeah, you even, you sat up and you were like, am I supposed to be on her side? I couldn't tell, because I think, I think it wants you to be, it's but I weird. wasn't. It's hard. I Like, I feel bad uh-huh. for her, but I'm not like, well, if, if, what's his name? Howard. Oh, no, it's not Howard. <laughs> it's Walter. It's, you're sort of like, Walter's justified in his anger. Mm-hmm. And I feel bad for him. I feel bad for her that it happened, but he's like, just that ruins him now. Now yeah. he's got this baggage he takes from relationship to relationship after this. He's been, it's very, it's a weird, it's a weird staging of the fight because I don't, I've cited, 
And maybe it's just because I'm a dude and he was the dude that got cheated on. Well, I'm going to try. I'm going to try to give some perspective. This is probably a huge stretch. But her sexuality has been used against her the entire movie. Yes. He takes away her choice for a lot of... Not in the sense of, like, um, assault or anything, really. It's the jokes. It's Exactly. He's just constantly making jokes about essentially, like, prostituting her out to get yeah. free services, to um, get a better deal on... Carpenters. He says, like, you have to, if his brother's a plumber, you might have to sleep with him. Yeah. I mean, it's like a very common joke. Yeah, there's the joke about sleeping with the plumber and then his brother. And I feel, I feel like there were more instances. I've now apparently blocked him out, but it, it's, it's weird because it's something that he hints, that he alludes to so often that it's almost not surprising that she would cheat on him because he's yeah. made it seem like it's okay but only if it benefits him yeah especially like the joke defense he's used because that is what worries him and then he's sort of in doing that he like wills it, it into existence yeah, yeah. and it, I mean it did get when he called her a whore I was like oh god damn it <laughs> that's not fair it's just not fair yeah but I have my own like trigger words basically so they do, I think, smartly, though, spend a lot of time after that fight diving into, like, her level of regret. Mm-hmm. Like, we spend a minute of just a close-up of her crying. Yeah. But I think it's supposed to, like, kind of humanize that even though maybe we think she's wrong or we think she's not 100% right, but maybe not, even though we might think she's wrong, we still, like, understand what this is doing to her because she didn't want... There was no implication until that moment where it was revealed that she did, that we ever thought she would. She's always against that idea. Uh She loves, she says it a ton, like half the script is her saying, I love him. Yeah. And. But it is weird when it's revealed to her that she slept with him. That is where it all got up to me. Because she's just kind of like, well, I got to lie. Yeah. Like she doesn't express any regret or remorse. Well, then it shifts. And the second reveal is that he didn't actually, that. Max lied. They didn't sleep together. He was using that as a way to see if she still had feelings for him. Yeah. She's like, well, now you know that you actually love him and like, I'm okay with that, which is, that is a different level of, that is emotional abuse. Yeah. Literally nobody needed you to do that. And then she's like, oh, that's great. And he's like, you should tell him. Or he tells her she should tell Tom Hanks. She's like, not yet. Because he didn't, he didn't forgive me. And so therefore... And that's when I was like, okay, I don't understand what we're I supposed to think. I cannot track. Yes. <laughs> this doesn't track. I do not follow. So I thought their, them getting back together was going to be that, oh, he lied. And then Tom Hanks was going to like fight him or something. Some <laughs> macho display. Some big musical fight. Uh, very weird. Very strange. I mean, ultimately everything kind of, they, find, they agree to wait it out. Yeah. No one's leaving the house until the house is finished. And then time just kind of, yeah, they're literally locked into this deal. Um, and then we, if I'm remembering it, nothing, like we don't, we don't see how they exist together no. in the house after their breakup. Yeah. The house, the next time we see the house, it's completed and completely empty. And, and they're, they're just like awkwardly. Standing in two different rooms and basically yeah. like we're going to get our stuff and we're going to go. Like they've agreed. They're basically going to sell the house is my assumption. And their contractor, whatever that guy's name is, he lays out the key in the, the key, middle of them. The key, and then also the the 
most pure of metaphors. Another reason that you shot up in your seat. <laughs> the house is a metaphor. So explain that metaphor for us. Oh, the uh, refresh memory. The house has a strong foundation. Oh, yeah. He says, if the house has a strong foundation, there's always something to build on or something of that nature. Yeah, it just needs a little time. Just in case you didn't get what the movie was about, he's going to let you know. Yeah. It's a, it's a cute little moment. It is. Um, so the house is complete. It's been rebuilt and reworked. But it's still, it's, its foundation is the same. Uh-huh. And as they, did, as they ascend the staircase to collect their stuff, they realize maybe they should also take that to heart. They've been in love the whole time. And then she reveals that she never she, slept with him. Yeah, yeah. so he says what she's been wanting to hear, which is that... I don't care that you slept with him. I'm still in love with you, and I forgive you. And she's like, I never did sleep with him. And he just, like the fucking cuck that he is, <laughs> he just says, like, I, that's great. Like, oh, great. It's uh, bizarre. It would been a crazy twist if she reveals that, and then another fight starts. She's like, why would you not tell me? <laughs> they trash the house. They, like, knock all the windows out or something. Because that's some emotional manipulation on her part. Now, it's... It's so, it reminded me of that dumb Marilyn Monroe quote that everybody, like 50, some people love, some people hate. Where it's just like, if you can't handle me at my worst, you can't handle me at my best. Like, how dare you? That is not how the world works. So, yeah. She lost, I'm, it was hard to be on Shelley Long's side. And then I felt weird the relationship going forward. He got a dope house, but got some issues to work out. Yeah. Further, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. And then we go back to the dad who we forgot about, and it's the same couple who yeah. conned Anna and... Yeah, they... <laughs> uh, Walter. Anna and Walter. <laughs> I'm having a hard time remembering his name, too. Was Howard the name of someone in another movie we watched? I don't think so. I don't, I don't know why you have that name in your head. I know a Howard, is that... Probably, <laughs> you're just thinking that? of your friend Howard. Um, okay. Um, I don't know. What do you, what do you think about this movie? I'd put it lower middle of the road. I didn't hate it. I was entertained. It's too long, which is weird because it's very short. Yeah. But it's just, it's very, it's sort of just a rehash for a lot of the movie and then you get into like the, the juicy drama at the end, which is weird as it is, is at least interesting. Yeah. Like it's it's there's complexity to it. Uh-huh. Um even if I don't think it 100% succeeds. I'd put it in probably the same range as like Volunteers. Okay. But like I enjoyed it. I don't think I'd revisit it. Yeah. Though I love Shelley Long. She's great in it. They're I, both great in it. I literally thought she was Shelley Duvall the entire movie, so. <laughs> so I guess I don't I don't know many people named Shelley, so I associate the the name so closely. I was like, oh, she doesn't look the way I remember. <laughs> she did like a, I think it was her, it was like a Beverly Hills. Yes, I know that movie. Okay. Yeah, I watched it at a sleepover one time. Yeah, that was like a Disney, that was on Disney Channel a lot uh-huh. when I was a kid. I always remember Beverly, her. it was like, they were like a Girl Scout troop or something. Yeah. And she's yeah. like, a, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, well, okay. <laughs> I don't know really what to say about this movie. Um, I... Two and a half out of five. Maybe even a two. Should we start a new um, ranking system? Should we two. rank type out of typewriters? <laughs> two uh, and a half t- typewriters? 
<laughs> two and a half typewriters out of five. Is that? Yeah, I wouldn't. I'd say I'd probably give it a a two. Yeah. I mean, better than Bachelor Party. Yeah. If that's what we're using as our. That seems that's, to be. That's the, the that's low point. The, yeah. So far. But no, no man with one red shoe. No what? No, it's no the man with one red shoe. Oh yeah, no, I love that movie. I do think if we're ranking his characters, I liked this character a lot. Yeah, I would put I would put this character probably toward the top of the list. Yeah, with with uh, big and yeah, Josh. Even Bassett. like man with one red shoe, like he's kind of the crappy dude and has shifts, but he's really interesting. The character's really interesting. I think it's just the core of the story that sort of yeah. falls apart. You just gotta really be in the mood for just just gags, just visual yeah. sight gags the whole time. They're sort of the same thing, kind of, repeatedly. Yeah. With no real... I think, isn't this movie kind of like a cult classic? I don't know. This is one I am aware of and I have seen on TV when I was younger, but I don't hear people talk about it. Okay. At least not in my circles. Okay. Man, I was kind of hoping we would disagree. Yeah, if I, yeah. Maybe one day you and I will get to have our big fight. We're gonna have. I mean, we got some. We got some stuff coming up, like Saving Private Ryan and that jazz. Maybe we'll find some disconnect. Yeah, there. I'll keep my mouth shut. Are there, are there any Tom Hanks movies you haven't seen that you're specific? Are there any Tom Hanks movies you haven't seen that you're especially excited to get to? I'm excited to watch Cloud Atlas. Okay. Because that one is particularly divisive. Yep. I will not share my opinions on that. Thank but you. If you can... I'm excited to watch it. Yeah. I'm also excited to watch The Circle because I know yeah. nothing about it and I feel like it didn't get... I'm also... I never got to see Sully because I knew I wanted to do this show and so I never watched that Oscar movie. I like rom-com Tom. I love when he plays romantic lead and when his character is driven by just like love. Purity. I, yeah, and he doesn't. He kind of moves away from that in the later films, I think, and takes more serious roles. He gets older too. It probably. I mean, I think he tried with Larry Crown, Aww. which we'll get to. It's sort of kind of a return to form. So, because Valentine's Day is today, meaning the day that this episode comes out, I think we should we should talk about some rom com Tom. Rom com Tom. Rom com. I just keep repeating Rintin. things you say. Yeah, it's okay. I literally love the sound of my own voice, so. (laughs) I keep knocking the table. So, I think we should rate our favorite rom-com toms. Should we base it off of the movies that we've watched in the context of the show, or of all the ones we've seen? I think in the context of the show, because then next year we could come return with our new... Okay. Do you want me to start? Yes. I think my favorite love story so far is a tie between Splash, which I know I had some, like, issues with because it was such a quickly paced relationship, but it was just pure and cute. And then the the love story in Big. I think I agree. I mean, it's a Even little... they're both problematic uh-huh. in terms, if you strip away subtext and context and just look <laughs> at it as, like, a pure relationship, like, uh-huh. they're both, like, exciting... New relationships driven by interesting motivations. And yeah. Like the joy of of the chase and first love and Yeah. And in in big obviously it has like there's a very big problem at the core of their relationship, but they both understand each other. 
Daniel just made like a ball knocking out of the park signal at me because I used the movie title of the movie <laughs> um, they at least they they fall in love with each other yes they're not falling in love oh wait I kind of like the no wait did I like the love story of volunteers I can't remember I think it all felt very contrived yeah because I think the minute that they're out of that jungle they're not in love anymore uh, anyway forceful yeah it was literally just a convenience thing. So if you're if you're if you're curling up with a loved one or a um, online dating date for this Valentine's Day, I'd say pop in big or splash. Have yourself a grand old time. Yeah, splash is cute. And then listen to us afterwards as part of the date. Ooh, and you can really baby! Gauge if that relationship's gonna work. Mm-hmm. Hint: If he enjoys this or she enjoys this show. Your relationship is probably doomed. <laughs> Buy a house. Buy a house. Bad luck. We get some good. I mean, ooh, baby, when we get to Meg Ryan, I haven't seen Joe versus the volcano. We got some. We got some treats ahead. Yeah, Those, I'm excited. And I know the day that we have our discussion about whether you've got mail or sleepless in Seattle is a better romantic comedy. That episode oh, of this show will live on as my legacy <laughs> until the end of time. All right. So, well, what do you want to do next? I think we have one choice. We'll have to talk about, and that choice is... Hank Happening! <laughs> nice! We did it on the first try this, this time. This is good, yeah. You don't have to see everything I have to cut out as I fail at everything. <laughs> so, there's a pretty big one. A pretty big Hank's Happening. A pretty big Hank's Happening. Do Lay you know me. what it is? Are we thinking of the same thing? I don't know. Well... It's a very beautiful day out. One might even say it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. <laughs> then yes, we are thinking so. Got you. <laughs> Great news. Tom's got a new movie coming up where he is portraying Mr. Rogers. Arguably the one person who people like more than they like Tom Hanks. That is a pairing. A pairing made in heaven. That makes the most of any casting I've ever heard in the history of the universe. This makes the most sense. It's like a warm hug. It's almost too easy. I know. You're almost like we should have challenged someone and said you're giving it to someone who sort of lives in their shadow as a this protege of beauty uh-huh. and purity. So Tom Hanks was trending on Twitter the day that that announcement went live. That's great. But yeah, there's the conversation. We got to get on. We got to get on that trending. They don't particularly look alike. Mr. Rogers and no, Tom. I don't have a problem with that. I actually think sometimes that's a detriment to the movie when there's an obsession with making them look the same. Sometimes mm-hmm. I think it works, like maybe Darkest Hour with Gary Oldman um, with a fat suit. But like when the Steve Jobs movie came out with um, Michael Fassbender, people were like, they don't look alike. And I'm like, yes, sure, but Fassbender is a great actor and is channeling this and it's so much more interesting than hoping the person that looks like them can play them. Was there a, a Steve Jobs movie with Ashton Kutcher? Yeah. Okay. Thank God I'm not. We don't talk about that. Okay, sorry. I really don't know any movies. That's why I really enjoy. My favorite part when I listen to the edits of these episodes before they go live, because I love the sound of my own voice, (laughs) is listening to the part where you like sum up what you think of the movie because, like, thank God somebody intelligent is is offering analysis. (laughs) Because I'm like, oh yeah, I like his character. (laughs) He looks cute when he has his shirt tucked in. That's like the... (laughs) <laughs> the main thing I got. There's like the re- you give like your 
true like inner self as um, how you reacted to it. And then I'm like, well, and I push my glasses up and I'm like, eh, let me tell you how I can put this with extra vocab words. No, I love it. I love it's listening bad. to people talk about things that they care about. So. That was all I had. You, that's, that was my Hanks happening. Yeah. I got another one, but I'm going to save it. Oh, okay. Because I think we took up some time with our rom-com Tom segment. True. Um, Come back. We always need Hanks happenings. But we do have a new instance of someone talking Tom to us. Talk Tom to us. Oh, it's yeah. a new intro. Oh, thank God. It's finally, we got it. <laughs> we got it back from the, et- from the music company. <laughs> talk Tom to us. Talk Tom with us. So my friend Carrie commented on a Facebook post that I did a couple of months ago. And I thought this one would be good because it is Valentine's Day and people are in love. Everyone's in love except for me. <laughs> so <laughs> cool. Um, I deleted my Bumble, by the way. Oh, dang. I know. Love I couldn't take it anymore. Bumble. Bundle. No. <laughs> Bumble. My bio said that I was looking for the 1984 version of Tom Hanks, but that I was willing to settle. <laughs> What'll happen? We'll get, we live in LA, we'll find some like. We'll line up with some screenings of Tom Hanks movies and like 35 millimeter screenings and we'll go and there's, that will be your, he'll be there. Someone will be there. Awesome. Your love will be there. That's okay. I'll be fine on my own. Um, happy Valentine's Day, Daniel. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> so my friend Carrie said that Tom Hanks was her celebrity crush in high school. Um, and at the time she is openly gay now. But at the time in high school, she wasn't. So she was put in this awkward position of like, people were talking about their celebrity crushes and she had just seen some movies of his in the 90s. I don't know what movie it would be. Um, and she, the first person that came to mind was Tom Hanks was her celebrity <laughs> crush. And then, so that, and that, she said he stayed her celebrity crush until she was out, which is like really beautiful, actually. That's like the exact kind of, he just does everything, you know? <laughs> It was really nice. Yeah. And nobody, like, nobody was like, what? You like Tom, like how people say when I say he's my celebrity crush? Made a little more sense probably in the 90s. The age difference, maybe. Yeah, people think I'm attracted to, like, silly Tom Hanks. (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, I'll be up front. No one talked Tom to me this week. Oh. I mean, people, it might have got brought up in conversation, but. Yeah. Nothing I can read. That's okay. I'm sorry. (laughs) This was kind of for both of us because I put on this. This was from a couple months ago, but I do. I did with the Mr. Rogers news that came out. Mm-hmm. Did you get a lot of texts from people? Uh, I did. People sent me links. I guess that does count. They talked on to me. I got like five people sending it to me. I get people DMing me on Twitter and people texting my cellular phone anytime there's any type of phone. Tom makes news. Or they see anything. They're like, oh, guess what's on TV? My mom's done that. She'll be like, I, uh, Big's on TV. Aww. I'm like, thanks. That's really nice. You still have TV? Yeah. Cable? I mean, You're just at the mercy of whatever comes on and you just watch it whenever you turn the TV on? That's insane. That people would like watch movies and just pit when a movie starts. Or they'd have to be at the TV right when the movie started. Can you miserable. imagine? What an... Oh, like People can barely show up to a theater on time. Yeah, those damn millennials. I think we're in that group. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I couldn't be more millennial. I literally am like working as a social media <laughs> consultant right now. <laughs> um, okay. 
Does that mean this, this is the end? I think this is the end. Do you have anything else you wanted to say before we, we wrap this sucker up? Would you recommend this movie, Manny Pitt? Um, I, I wouldn't say it's like a go out and see this right now, but if it's on, like it's worth a, it's worth one viewing. You're not going to hate yourself after. Yeah, just for the... There's got to be some joke about it somewhere that now will be put into context for me. Yeah. And I'm sure if you, if you grew up with it or saw it as a kid, it probably is nostalgic, and there are moments that are pretty great. Okay, well... But, if you'd like to continue the conversation, please, please, oh my God, please, I'm begging you. <laughs> uh, find us on our website, talkintom.com, that's without the G, or on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram under the handle Podhanks Tomcast. We're all over the place. We're everywhere. If you guys want to join us next time on Talking Tom, we'll be watching Nothing in Common from 1986. Ooh. And before we go, I should also say, if you're going to get to the theater this week, go see Paddington 2. Aww. doesn't have Tom Hanks in it. It's detriment. It's one flaw. But it is a, a borderline perfect movie, and I love it. What's the catchphrase? As Paddington would say, his Aunt Lucy says, if we're kind and polite, the world will be right. Aww. That little sweet bear. <laughs> sweet bear. Okay. Well, huh? I'm Josie. I'm Daniel. And Hanks, Hanks for, for listening. listening. We did a boat. We did a boat. We the right did it. Oh. We're professionals now. Lovely. Oh, shoot. We didn't record any of this episode. <laughs>